Well, hey, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. We are thankful that you are here with us today. Uh, we are the Refuge Podcast. And by we, just today, it is uh, Mike <laughs> and Ryan. So <laughs> it's us again. Yep. Just the two of us. Pastor Dan is not with us today. Um, but we just want to say, hey, Happy New Year. Uh, the start of a new year. Yeah. We're still going strong. Awesome. Uh, we're coming at you with another podcast episode. And so last week, we kind of did a, a year in review, just kind of looking back on what this past year had been. But now we're we're into the new year. We're right. f- We're full step. You know, we're swinging and probably missing with our New Year's resolutions, <laughs> but we're swinging. <laughs> Who knows what we're batting? Um, but we're just looking forward to this discussion today. And mm. if you're new with us in this new year, um, this podcast was kind of created just to really talk through what's it look like to be a disciple of Jesus in our everyday lives, you know, looking further from just sitting in a pew on Sundays, hearing a sermon for an hour. What's it look like to be a follower of Jesus when you're at home, when you're at work, when you're just hanging out with friends, when you're at school, when you're wherever, you know, what does that actually look like? And so today we're just kind of diving into, you know, and I, and I, I know this has been used just with you know, in different denominations and stuff, like what's the word for like, you know, sometimes right in like a prophetic way sometimes. Right. And like, yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes people might come up and say, I have a word for you. And, yeah. And that's a, a different podcast for another day. You got to be careful with that sometimes like yeah. really careful, but this is, this is different, right? Yeah. Um, so we're just kind of a, a word that maybe, you know, God has brought to us of something that you know, maybe we're focusing on or something that we just believe God is leading Mm. us to this new year. So week one of this series, we're diving in. Mike, you got a word for us for, yeah, maybe not for us, but a word for me. Yeah. Word for Mike. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) cause if you've listened to this podcast before, you know, it's all really just about me at the end of the day. (laughs) No. Um, yeah, so so last year, and, and I think I touched on this maybe a little bit last week, but was talking about how the word for me um, that I really felt like God was was bringing to front of mind was um, the idea of being meek, right? Submitting um, all present difficulties uh, underneath, essentially the lordship of God, yeah, um, the lordship of Jesus Christ. This year, um, I feel a burden uh, to really get my prayer life in order. Mm. So my word is prayer. Um, (laughs) it's a good word. It is. And, uh, you know, just again, as a reminder, and and I think this for me is, um, kind of cool because we often say we don't have everything figured out. And I hope that this is somewhat of an encouragement to you guys that we're not these like super Christians that, um, can do these incredible things. Uh, we like to talk about discipleship. Um, we like to talk about the Bible. We like to talk about spiritual disciplines. And, um, yeah, for me, prayer has, has just been a struggle. And I've talked about that on this podcast before, but it really feels like God is bringing it to the the front of mind. Um, and that this is going to be a focus, uh, going into the next year. And, and for me, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I think about even the example of Christ, um, and how he was always going off to the quiet places or, um, getting up early after a long day. Mm-hmm. And, 
um, and praying. And we want to be like, well, he's God. Mm. And that's true. And he was a man. Yeah. He, he knew what it was to be tired mm-hmm. and, and to get up. And, and yet he saw a critical nature to needing to pray. If anything, him being God, if there was anyone who would not need to pray yeah. with the father, <laughs> you would think it would be God. <laughs> but if he is getting up and really stressing that emphasis, then how much more so for me? And, and it's, it's challenging because, you know, especially like I know how to pray for others. I know how to lift up others in prayer, their situations. I know how to do emergency type prayers. I know how to do corporate prayers. I know how to pray before a sermon. I know how to do in sermon prep and blah, da, 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 da. I can't pray for myself. Hmm. I've really struggled with that and with actually coming before God with my own stuff. Hmm. And I, I think that's the area that he really wants um, yeah. from me is, is that kind of last bastion that stronghold within my heart and so um yeah man it's it's gonna be a year of that um and i'll probably look very much the same as Mm -hmm. i do right now um but i'll probably you know hopefully i'll 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 grow as Mm -hmm. a result of it um because that's been you know my lived experience and it's it's what scripture testifies to is that you know when we steward good discipline you grow and you transform and yet you are still the same person yeah no that's good that's a good word um you know i think what what is so i think fascinating and so just incredible when you when you look at the life of jesus and it was just i was thinking the same thing with like really truly like because he was god you know, did he really have to pray? Yeah. You know, but it, but it's like, yes, he had to because he was God, right. you know? <laughs> so it's like, man, so it's just cool to see, like, that was Jesus's desire, you know, to be in communion with the Father. Yeah. You know, and it's just like wild because you think just, you know, even in things with, you know, he increased in knowledge and wisdom, you know, and it looks at like Jesus as a man growing. Right. It's like, wow, like thinking about that even too with like Jesus in his prayer life, Mm -hmm. you know, as a human, right? right? Connecting with his eternal father. um, It's just kind of wild to think about. But, you know, to me, and we've talked about this before, but, you know, there's just something so striking when you think about of all the things the disciples could have asked Jesus how to do. Yeah. They wanted to know, how do we pray? Teach us. Lord, we want to know. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, they didn't say, Lord, teach us to cast out devils. Teach us to, you right. know, heal the sick. Teach us to preach. Teach us to what? It was like, there was something about Jesus's prayer life that they were like, Lord, we can't learn this any other way. Yeah. We got to know. from anyone else. Yeah. It's got to be you. You got to teach us, Lord, how do we pray? Yeah. And... You know, I mean, for me, I think just with the type of prayer that you're talking about, you know, just that like you coming to God and it's not necessarily like, uh, let me pray for this list of things, but it's just spending time one on one Mm -hmm. in relational dialogue with the creator. Yeah. You know, and I think that was really the heart of Jesus when he talks about, hey, when you pray don't be like the Pharisees, you know, who Mm. just stand on the street corners, 
They, they want you to hear every word they're saying. You know, they want you to, to know how holy they are. But hey, when you pray, go into your closet, go into your inner room, shut the door mm-hmm. where no one can hear you. Mm-hmm. No one can even see you. Right. You know, no one technically knows you're in there except maybe your spouse because they're looking for you and they're like, where are you? Where? <laughs> <laughs> but there was that secret of this, like, hey, just come be with me. It's not about the show and the whatever. Yeah. Just, you know, thinking about God wanting to hear us, even though he already knows everything. He knows all of our needs before we verbalize them. But he still wants and desires to yeah. hear. And then he desires to speak. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that even gets into even how you started at the beginning and talking about Jesus being in prayer mm-hmm. with God. I think that we sometimes uh, will bring a, um, a false projection of what we expect or of what we think um, life is in our interactions with God. Like what those look like. And what I mean by that is um, we are still heavily influenced by different like ideological systems um, Mm -hmm. or frameworks of thought. Um, And there's a number of people, even within the church, that that almost look at it, whether they would say it in these words or not, that God has kind of created the universe and set it as like a... Um, a centerpiece on his mantle Mm. and it's kind of just doing what it's doing Um, and sometimes he intervenes in a very very broken space but for the most part just lets it run and it's going to run its course and God's going to be God at the end of the day like there's this dichotomy that exists Mm -hmm. yeah and that's like antithetical to scripture that's not at all what the bible says Mm -hmm. like I don't if you're like I don't believe in a God that could do that great because I don't either (laughs) um what the Bible talks about is that God actually, even though he is sovereign, even though he is technically in control, right? He is a God that extends dignity mm. to uh, us as created humans, where we are permitted um, to express our, our personhood mm-hmm. to a certain degree. And what's interesting about that is I think the biblical narrative throughout the Old and New Testament very much speaks to a God that is a God of like participation. Mm. He invites us into participation. He, he, and he does so not only with us, but like Jesus and the Spirit, who are both equally God, also work in participation with the father who is equally God. They work in this beautiful harmony together. And we, uh, as disciples of Christ are invited into that same thing. And, and the reason that that's important is because Christ is the new Adam. The old Adam was invited into the same thing and he rejected it. And then we continued to do so. Whereas Christ comes and he makes a new way for us to have a new heart. And, and for us, you know, as like people who are pastoral residents or pastors, or if you look at the apostles and, and Lord teach us how to pray, you know, I, I think that's important because that is pivotal to participation. It's, it's asking, it's for God to give direction and guidance on how I ought to live my life. If the biblical story is true, that means that I have learned wrongly 
erroneously how to walk this life out and live it out. And I need someone, I need something to come and redirect my path, redirect my steps. Even whenever I see something that by all looks on the outside looks like it's good, I need to ask God, is this really what you're inviting me into? Is this where you want me to participate for your kingdom, for your glory? And what, what, what does that actually look like? And so for me, it's, it's big on participation. Um, I think that's really what we see modeled um, with Jesus and, and part of why like we see prayer as such a, a, a big deal. So. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> what you were saying reminded me of, you know, I read this book a while ago called A Treasury of Prayer. Mm. Um, it's by E.M. Bounds, but it was a collection of his works that Leonard Ravenhill had put together. Yeah, so like someone so, was like, you should have put a book together and never did, so I'll do it for you. What was cool about Ian e. Bounds' life was he just wrote. Yeah. Like, he never really wrote, like, books. Yeah. Like, he really had no intention. And then it was like, after he passed, I think it was his wife or someone was like, oh my goodness, look at all, like, yeah. look at all of this. And then people started making books. That's great. Out of his writing. But, um, yeah, one of the quotes that I had written down, you know, and I mean... The whole thing is just like, it's like the best of the best of, you know, his writing. So it's like you could write down every page. Um, but he says that prayer lifts men out of the earthliness and links them with the heavenlies. Men are never near heaven, near God, never more God-like, never in deeper sympathy and truer partnership with Jesus Christ than when praying. He says prayer gives us eyes to see God. Prayer is seeing God. And I think he really gets at this place of the deep communion and fellowship of prayer is really, truly, it's, it's one of the hearts of the, the Christian life of this access that we have to come to God. You know, the blood of Jesus was sufficient. He tore the veil. Right. He made a way into the Holy of Holies, you know, which is so beautiful. But then just thinking that, you know, that, that privilege that we have, you know, God longs for us to take, you know, as our own and just come to me, you know, as Jesus says, or come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. You know, there was this invitation, you know, I think that is it really prayer is taking the invitation and coming to Jesus and saying, I'm here, you know, you've invited me. I'm here to be with you. Yeah. I'm here to commune, to spend time with you. You know, and it's even when Jesus, I think it's maybe in Revelation, I forget, but when he, you know, he knocks at the door. Hmm. If, if you answer, he will come in, you know, and I think it says, you know, like have, well, you know, food or whatever, you know, something. But to me, it's like prayer is like that. You know, it, it is almost like that sitting at the table with Jesus. You know, it is that, almost like sharing a meal, yeah. you know, together of Jesus, what's on your heart, you know? And let me just, uh, you know, can I share with you what's on my heart? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to hear what's on your heart. Um, but I think there is just in that it's, uh, what I've just seen in my life is the place of prayer has been the place of, I think, receiving mm. things from God that maybe could not be, gotten any other way mm. of, you know, to me, it is the, Lord, you got to soften my heart. And, and I really have found just in the place of prayer, God brings scriptures to mind that do that, mm. you know, or 
whatever. But just it's, it's to me, it seems like prayer on the outside, when you look at it, it almost is, it's, it's frustrating to productive man. Yeah. Because it's almost like there's not much measurable, like, you know, whatever that like, it's like, okay, you can read a chapter in the Bible. You read the chapter, <laughs> you know? Okay. You could yeah. set like a time goal of whatever, you know, pray for this amount. But I think like God does so much in prayer that we're not even necessarily aware of, mm. you know, that I think is he's doing a work in our spirits that we can't necessarily feel or even sometimes know, mm-hmm. but it's like he is, he's tilling the soil or whatever the word is, you know, of our hearts, you yeah. know, he's, he's cultivating better soil for us to receive the word, you know? And so, all right, give me some practical yeah. things for you as you're kind of diving into prayer this year, you know, what are kind of some specific things that maybe you're going to do yeah. that could be helpful to us? Yeah. Well, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm someone who uh, I particularly enjoy reading. Um, and as a result of that, I have been, you know, um, cultivating and developing a library and, and I have a number of works on prayer. Um, and I have only read, uh, a very small handful of them. Mm-hmm. Um, now it, it, books cannot, um, they cannot make me apply anything, mm. which is a lesson in and of itself for scripture. That's good. Um, but they, they can be informative. Um, and so for me, uh, it's, it's, and I've already been starting this, but, uh, I've been reading some very short books, uh, by some people who are highly respected within the, the field of, um, spiritual disciplines and, um, spiritual formation literature and things like that. Um, and, really just trying to keep an open mind. Um, I have a really hard time, um, in life because I tend to have great expectations. Um, and so that means that I live many days with great disappointment Mm. and that's another aspect of myself that I'm, I'm learning to kind of put to death. Um, which doesn't mean it's not okay to, or it doesn't mean that it's like a bad thing to be excited about something, but it does mean that you can set yourself up for some failure. So I'm, I'm really trying to look for small wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to come in one book that I read said, do not be afraid to just pivot and mm. pivot and pivot and pivot. If like you sitting in quiet, isn't working, come in with a list. If mm-hmm. that list isn't working, write out your prayer. If that's not working, you know, and yeah. fill in the blank. And, and there's a number of suggestions. Um, and then honestly, just really trying to discipline myself to actually do it. Yeah. To actually show up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think about, um, a dear friend of mine and we were driving along the coast of, um, Southern California <laughs> And looking at some of the surf shacks and everything on, on the way to this church meeting that we had. And um, he's like, man, I'd love to live out here. He's like, I'd love to have one of these shacks. I'm like, y- yeah, but don't you think that like, he's like, I'd be on the beach every day. And I'm like, I feel like everyone says that when you don't live at the beach. But whenever you actually live there, would you really be there every day? And I think sometimes that's that's what's hard about prayer, at least for me and the way that I'm wired is 
I have access, quote unquote, to the beach every day. I have access to God every day. I just don't show up. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I kind of take it for granted sometimes. So really just, you know, being disciplined and, and, and working through that and, you know, recognizing, as you said, this is something that's going to take some time. Last year, working through that word meekness, that took 12 months. Yeah. And I'm still working on it. Yeah. I think we'll all be working on meekness till. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> um, well, it's funny. Someone who we talked about before, Bernard Clairvaux. Um, <laughs> Good old Bernie. Just just a quick tangent, but you know, a friend of his asked him to write a book on humility, and he wrote a book on pride because he said, I know much more about pride than humility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just do the opposite. Um, yeah. But, you know, something that really for me has been... Um, really great just in in prayer is in that Matthew 6 where it says you know go into your you know closet whatever you know and and the father who sees in secret will reward you openly you know that that's the promise you know and so to me it was just like uh, I mean I can remember the specific moment back in 2019 where I just really believed that like I really literally believed in faith that when I shut the door to my room, that the father was, was there seeing me in secret. And it was just like, that was the shift for me into what I believe was just a, a longing for prayer in my life was, I just thought, you know what, God, I believe this is true. I'm shutting the door. I'm shutting out the world. And it's just the two of us in here. And it was just like, I just remember in that moment, just, you know, and we have spiritual experiences that, you know, are highs of our, you know, lives or whatever that don't happen all the time. But I remember, I just remember in that moment, just like being so sensibly aware of the presence of God and just knowing like, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here, you know? And it was just like, for me, it was just, wow, like, I can't believe that this is what prayer can be like, you know? So it is, was that like, I didn't have a big expectation, but God met me in a big way that I would, that wasn't on my radar at all. But, you know, I think there is something about that of really believing, God, you're here. Like you're actually here. Help me to be aware, even in the most subtle way that you're here. Yeah, you good. know, and, and, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, you look a lot of old writers who, I mean, you read a lot of their works and they talk just about like, just being in the presence of God, you know, and just being sensible to, you know, just knowing God, you're, you're near. Um, but you know, just, just something that I really feel just as an encouragement to anyone is, just take that to heart. Really believe that that word that Jesus gave to his disciples is is a word for us today. When you shut that door, when you get alone, the Father sees you. You know, he sees you. He's there with you. Um, but, you know, I just want to share this, this quote at the end, and then we're going to wrap up. Um, there was a woman many years ago. Her name was Jean Guyon. And she wrote a lot about prayer and, you know, she had a really great prayer life. She actually, at the time, um, 
was writing a lot of things and she was Catholic because there was only Catholics back then. <laughs> this was before uh, the Reformation. But she was just so closely connected to God in prayer, you know, and a lot of the Catholics didn't like her because, you know, she was really encouraging people, hey, you can go to God yourself, you know. Um, but she said this, and I just really want this to just encourage us. She said in a simple, you know, just simple, trying to break down simple ways to pray. She says, first of all, come into the Lord's presence by faith. As you are there before him, keep turning inward to your spirit until your mind is collected and you are perfectly still before him. Now, when your attention is finally turned within and your mind is set on the Lord, simply remain quiet before him for a little while. Man, oh man. Simply remain quiet before him for a little while. There's something so special when you just sense the presence of the Lord. And instead of talking... You just sit there, just quiet, still. There's something that God does in you that I believe is truly transformative. And it seems like to the outside world, you're just sitting there. You're not doing anything, but God is working. So just want to encourage you all, just when you come to pray, try to get in that still, quiet place and just stay there for a little while. Well, Mike's word was prayer. We'll see what happens next week, <laughs> where we go. <laughs> um, but hey, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for listening. You know, and, and, and it's just our prayer for you all that this year, whatever, wherever God's leading you, you know, maybe it is to dive into prayer more or dive into the word or service or wherever, you know, just really believe that the God who speaks in his word very much is speaking to you and guiding you continually uh, so you can trust him. But hey, we are, if you want to reach out to us, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, the email is info at churchrefuge.com. Um, but yeah, we're just excited for this new year and just seeing what, what all God will do.